Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Live Well Long podcast. This is your host and creator of the Live Well Long podcast, Alexandra Van Horn. And we are beginning our Savvy Seniors series today. And our guest today is Dr. Shelley Greta Freyden, PhD. Shelley is a health coach, speaker, and author. Uh, she is heads up wellness programs and services for boomers and beyond. She leads chair Zumba fitness classes, laughter yoga sessions, health and wellness talks. And she plans to celebrate her 100th birthday and beyond with her photo on the Smucker's Jelly Jar on WNBC. So without further ado, well, I'm going to bring Shelly on and I'll continue to introduce her. Shelly, you can say hello. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. Exciting. This is, this is awesome and exciting. And here we go. Uh, I'm reading from her bio. She encourages clients to take a proactive role in their own health care by providing leading edge health and fitness information through telephone and online coaching, workshops, classes, and via podcasts and videos. And she's also the author of several books, The Goddess Road Trip Manual, A Spiritual Journey to Get You from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, and the Goddess Road Trip Journal, recording beautiful memories of your journey. Some other exciting facts about her. She's been a guest on the Dr. Oz Show and the Geraldo Rivera Show, has hosted radio shows in California, New York, and Florida, and has been interviewed by Miss San Diego and Mademoiselle magazines, as well as the New York Times and the London Daily Mirror for her expertise. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Shelley Freyden. Thank you. I'm ready to go. Awesome. So here we go. So I'm going to be interviewing you, Shelly, and uh, we're going to just kind of have it like a little conversation. I have some questions prepared, and let's begin with, I mean, I've known you about 14 years, and it's been a journey for you. You've overcome a lot of things. Starting from a very early age, you had a challenge with your feet. You, did, you, you had some type of surgery with your feet. What was that about? That's an interesting question because I, I don't often think about that because I dance so much. And part of my career is actually to teach Zumba fitness classes. So I was born with club feet. And basically, the doctors had to break my legs and put my feet back into a cast to change the the way that my bones were growing. And I remember learning to walk on the casts and being carried everywhere. And I think that my parents never ever thought that I would have normal legs or be able to walk, never mind dance. Right. Isn't so, that amazing? And now you lead dancing and, and, and love to dance. Yeah. <laughs> and when I look at pictures of myself as a little girl wearing casts, it's just so sad and so miraculous that I've come this far. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. It's like, so ironic and, and cool at the same time. Yeah, and it is. It is. And I know that's not the only things you've overcome. And I, what, the way I'm presenting the interview is I want our listeners to get a sense of the strength that, that you've had to exhibit over the years and, and garner, you know, draw forth from within 
And uh, so that they can also recognize that within themselves and honor themselves for the challenges they've overcome. So I know you had some challenges also um, with your marriage and and your children, um, not per se with your children, but just some of the scenario that you had to go through with that. Could you want to share anything with that? Sure. I mean, I was married 17 years and I was never really happy in the marriage because I was never treated the way I wanted to be treated. So I asked for a divorce and my children moved in with their dad. And so I was on my own and really had to create a new life for myself because I had no idea how to be a woman without her children and without a husband. And so one of the ways that helped me, I helped myself do that, is that I relocated. I relocated to California when I was living in New York. And I really had to create a whole new identity. And it was definitely a challenge because, you know, when you've been raised to be a mother and a wife and you're not any longer, it's, it's a pretty challenging experience to have to look to see who am I. And Mm -hmm. the truth is that when most of us are mothers or wives, we really don't know who we are. We only identify as a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. So I had to look at my, my strengths as a woman. I had to look at my weaknesses as a woman, build up the weaknesses. I noticed that I had tremendous amount of fear and sure. the way I was raised, women were not supposed to be on their own. Women were not supposed to think for themselves and take a stand for their own well-being and work outside the home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I created my career at that time because I was always fascinated with health and fitness. And I've taken care of my children as well to teach them all that. And then I had to face my fears. And one of my biggest fears was uh, driving long distances. Like I would never go on a highway because I had a husband that would drive me places like a lot of women that I speak with. And so I mean, when I take on a challenge, I take on a big challenge. I don't do little, little challenges. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to drive from New York to California by myself And I had no clue. I've never done that in my life. No one in my family has ever done that. I didn't know anybody that did that. And I know there were a lot of people who have done that, but I didn't know anybody personally. Mm -hmm. So I learned how. I mean, I learned. I did planning. I did research. I, I really did a great job to prepave myself Mm -hmm. to go in that direction and. I had some challenges along the way, you know, 35, 4,000 miles of traveling by myself is, is bound to bring up some challenges. I had a blowout and I didn't know how to deal with that. My first reaction was to just cry. Uh-huh. And then I, at that time, there were no, there were no cell phones. So I did right. not have a cell phone. I had a CB radio. Oh, right. <laughs> and so I used my CB radio. I flagged down um, police officers. I flagged down a big 18-wheeler that was driving. Thank God it happened during the day. 
mm-hmm. and I got so much help and and you know it was just an incredible experience to know I could rely on myself to find solutions beautiful beautiful yeah. and over the time that I've known you I, I know that you've been very resilient um, to manage your emotions like when challenges come can do you can you recall some of the I would call them tricks um, that you've used to manage your emotions to move forward powerfully as opposed to succumbing into uh, a less powerful state. Sure, sure. I, I've studied so many from so many experts throughout my life, and I still continue to study and learn from experts. So Louise Hay was one of my earliest mentors many, many, mm-hmm. many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I learned about self-love through her. I learned about using affirmations through her. Mm-hmm. I learned about focusing on my goals instead of focusing on the painful feelings or fears or doubts. Um, I visualize. I, I have created many treasure maps to put on those treasure maps, what it is that I'm looking for, what it is that I want. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on what was missing, I focused on what I wanted and it wasn't always easy. I I would say most of the time it was not easy. I I listened to Abraham. I go to workshops and I've learned to focus on what's possible and not give up. And I think that's the secret. It's so easy to get sidetracked because Hello? Okay, go ahead. And I didn't get sidetracked. I mean, anytime I found myself going off my path, I would just grab onto some of the mentors that I've had over the years, like Wayne Dyer and Harv Ecker, and I, I have so many resources. Right. I always have, I have to have resources right. to help right. me get back on track. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just kind of going to bounce around a little bit. Um, your philosophy on food choices, you know, anywhere from vegan to omnivore to gluten-free to no white sugar, no white flour. You have any like general favorites uh, that you would share with people or the benefits that you've seen over one particular choice over another? Anything you'd like to share with our listeners on that? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, there are so many different avenues to get to the same place. And I'm, I'm always exploring and changing. For a while, I was on paleo which is a diet primarily eliminating white sugar, white flour, and anything that's processed. Mm -hmm. And it focuses on animal food. And then I started learning about medical medium. Okay. Who talks about the importance of fruits. I have never heard anybody talk about fruit except that we should have eight to 10 fruits and vegetables a day. They never said why. Wow. Wow. They never said why. What he Mm -hmm. does is he, 
he actually goes into each fruit, each benefit, why we need, let's say, wild blueberries, what it does to cleanse the liver. And he goes into like a whole story mm-hmm. about why a particular fruit or vegetable is, is necessary for our well-being. Right. So I've gone away from the paleo. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have three meals a day with some kind of animal protein. And I never wanted to be a vegetarian, but I wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So I started eating more fruits and vegetables, and mainly more fruits. And I only have animal protein once a day. Okay. Yeah. And now with the, with the fruit choices, like there are some that would say, gee, I need to watch my sugar intake. Right. Uh, that doesn't part, come into play in his recommendations or, no. or your experience? No, not at all. In fact, he, in his books, mm-hmm. in his podcasts and his radio shows, he talks about the myth of why people are not having fruits especially people that have diabetes. The doctors say don't have fruit right, because yeah. of the natural sugar. Right. But the people that I know that are following his program who have diabetes are now mm-hmm. off their medications. Wow. That's I mean, it's, huge. It's, it's amazing because his, his work mm-hmm. it comes from a higher source. He, he's channeling okay. since he's four years old. He gets messages from spirit. So if, if our listeners want to learn more about him, I'm sorry to, to yeah, cut the, in. Um, they, it's, it's the medical medium. Is that's what they would Google? Yes, they would Google okay. it. He has a um, Facebook page. He okay. lit, he's on Hay House Radio. Great. I have all his books now. Okay. I'm following it with kind of, a question, you know, like, is this real? Right. Is it really working? Yeah. Is this really so, going to be what I need? Yeah. Exactly. It's so opposite from everything that I've ever learned. Yeah. And the bottom line is that I feel great. You know, I, okay. used, to, I used to think I needed protein before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't do that now. Now I'll have a bowl of blueberries, mm-hmm. not just regular blueberries, wild blueberries. Right. And right. I sleep better. So I, I'm still in the questioning stage. Right. Great. Well, it's exciting. I think that's the best way to approach it too. It's like that, that stage of wonderment, just exploring and trying. Um, now moving to, so we're kind of moving through, uh, we started with emotions, managing emotions, and then we moved to food, um, physical activity. If someone that's listening is kind of sedentary and they know they probably shouldn't be, what would your recommendation be? Knowing that you're not a medical doctor and I don't want to mislead people that they need to be sure that they're checking with their medical doctor before they participate in any life changes. But if someone is sedentary, what would your recommendation be? And first of all, can you share with our readers, just listeners rather, uh, what your doctorate is in? My doctorate is in natural health sciences and holistic health. Okay. All right. Great. So if someone is sedentary, what would your recommendation be to get them started into a more active lifestyle they need to be moving that's really what it's about i don't even like to call movement exercise because people sometimes have an aversion to that mm-hmm. yeah so i would say when you park your car 
park the furthest away from where you have to go. Right. I still I still do that. I park at the opposite end of the parking lot, so I have to walk across the parking lot mm-hmm. to my destination. So I would say start there. Right. And then it's helpful to have a buddy since you're not motivated right now to do it on your own. Just have a buddy. Make a plan to walk with somebody a couple of times a week. Mm. Even right. if it's for 15 minutes. Right. Yeah, I've seen um, different messages on, on the internet, th- articles that say something like a 10-minute walk can totally change your mood. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I have I live in a condo right now, and where I have to put out the trash is li- literally two blocks away from my house. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. So at night, I take out the trash, so I get to walk two blocks, and then I take it a little further, and I walk. I would say another 10 minutes. So I'm walking 15 minutes in the mm-hmm. morning or at night. Mm-hmm. And then I do the same thing in the morning. Great. In addition, Great. In addition to jumping on my mini trampoline. Uh-huh. uh-huh. In addition to hiking. Uh-huh. In addition to taking exercise classes, like um, right. a weight, weight training class or Tai Chi. I just started doing Qigong again. Great. Great. And, you know, you have shared with me that you're fine with telling your age. Would you like to tell everyone your age? Of course. I love telling people because I love to see the shock on their faces. I'll be, I'll be 79 in June. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like I'm 39. Beautiful. 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 Um, how have the challenges you've dealt with, and we described, we discussed several of them in the podcast already, but how have the challenges you've dealt with and overcome shaped who you are now? If you could compare the Shelley of today with the Shelley from, you know, when you were the 30 year old version of Shelley. Oh my God. I, I'm unrecognizable right now. <laughs> and I'm probably the oddball in my family, for sure. Not probably, but for sure. Um, I was a people who felt that a woman's role is to be in the home, not to do anything outside the home as far as working, um, surrender and submit to your husband's needs, mm-hmm. not take care of your own needs, or not even recognize your own needs, and to your children's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pretty much what my life was. I was, I was actually, uh, I would say, I'm trying to think, the role I had as a wife with my husband, it was very interesting when I look back. I was definitely that he bragged about when we went to big parties and big events because he was um, the executive. Mm-hmm. And I was his, I would say I was his um, use. I was his use. Okay. okay. And I definitely, did, you know, I dressed up. I had mm-hmm. makeup, wore lots of false eyelashes and gorgeous clothes and furs. And I've so heard far from who I am right now. I'm I've just, heard the, the expression in the, the, of late, you know, arm candy. You were his arm candy? Absolutely. I mean, that's all he would. <laughs> tell me all the time and it was beautiful because I didn't know it better I'm the most beautiful woman in the room he would mm-hmm. always talk to me about that and so when I got divorced mm-hmm. I did not know 
what other qualities I had besides being attractive. Right, right. I was a physical person. I was a physical body mm-hmm. that now had to explore my spiritual, my emotional body. Right. Beautiful. And you come all, as the, as the uh, old cigarette commercial was, you've come a long way, baby. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> now, one of the things that I've learned from you is the binaural beats music, totally changing gears here, but the, the binaural beats music, and I've, I've been listening to some of it, and really, it's, it's amazing. Can you share with our listeners what that's about and how how it works or whatever you can share about it? I'm not really sure about how exactly it works, but I know that binaural means both ears. Okay. So the best way to listen to them is really with ear earbuds. Mm-hmm. And I bought a special pair of earbuds on Amazon that was actually created for binaural um, sounds. So basically it's, okay. it's connecting. And I know there's different, um, decibels and different megahertz and I'm, I'm not that technological but I know that each okay. frequency taps into a frequency within our own energy system and raises okay. the vibration I mean I listen to them all the time in the background whenever I'm home whenever I'm in the car um, watching even watching TV I have it on in the background you don't have to listen to them you just pick the topic mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. to heal. Like my most my most favorite one right now is the happiness um, binaural, the happiness solvegia, which is another right. way. And they work. I mean, I I've recommended that to so many people. You just go on YouTube and look up happiness solvegio s o l f e g g i o. And there's tons of information and other choices. You could heal your pineal gland. You could heal the pituitary gland, your adrenal glands. It's a form of healing using sound. Beautiful. Yeah, I know I've I've experimented with the the happiness one. And I also used, uh, yes, last night I was like very wide awake. So I looked and they have one for deep sleep. So I... I played that one last night, and boy, I I woke up pretty groggy, so I think I was in a really deep sleep. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. So it was good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so another switching. I wanted to okay. mention that years ago, I bought CDs before binaural mm-hmm. and Solvegio were popular. They were subliminal mm-hmm. CDs. Okay. And one okay. Of, one of them is called um, Psychoneuroimmunology, basically to help train your mind to stay well. And oh. I play that every night before I go to sleep. Again, in the, you don't even hear it. You're just hearing ocean sounds or waves okay. or trees or it's not even music. I just play it. And mm-hmm. it's really kept me very, very healthy because I take no medications and I, I've never had major surgery and I plan to live like that for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Excellent. Excellent. So how would you define success for people that are listening? Uh, they know your age. They know the stuff you've overcome. How would you tell them 
to kind of set their sights to to gauge their success if they that's, were going if okay, they were looking. That's, that's food for thought. Um, I had a conversation the other day with someone who was curious about how many people were on a particular group that we're in who have a IQ as high as Einstein. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know why, why does that matter? And she was curious. And because there are many, many people who think that high IQs mean success and high IQs mean happiness, and it does not. I know right. that my IQ is, was comparable to Einstein, but he was mm-hmm. a pretty, he was brilliant, but he was not a very happy man. And so to me, success is not only having a high IQ, it doesn't even matter what your IQ is. It's about being living a balanced life and being happy. That's, to me, the number one criteria for being successful. When you're happy, everything yeah. works out. When you're sad, right. when you're depressed, when you're angry, when you're afraid, your energy is is vibrating out into the universe and you're attracting more of the same. So Mm -hmm. my goal every day is to choose happiness. And Mm -hmm. I see how it affects my sales. It affects the number of clients that I have. It affects my health, everything. So that's, that to me, that's what success is. It's having a balanced life, being happy in your career Eating healthy foods, having high energy, um, having Mm -hmm. a social life where you're playing and dancing and laughing. That's amazing Mm -hmm. success. And of course, the money is helpful. But I know know many very wealthy people that are very sick. Right. And that are miserable. Look at Howard Hughes. He died with millions and billions. Yeah. And not no, happy. Yeah. Not at all. So I know um, that you've moved around a lot over the years. So I have a few questions for you, really kind of like you could just, you know, quickly, quick answers. Uh, tell about like a few of the places you live, just some of the places, just call them out that the, the, the so cities much fun and states. In my travels, I've lived in mm-hmm. New York, in different parts of New York State. I've lived in Virginia Beach. I've lived in Arizona. I lived in Scottsdale so that I could go to Sedona every week for breakfast. I lived in New Mexico, which was fabulous and exciting. I lived in a little town called Truth or Consequences, which was a trip. Um, (laughs) I lived in Rio Rancho, which is near Albuquerque and Santa Fe, so I could explore Santa Fe and, and Taos and Albuquerque. I lived in Florida. I've lived in, let's see, where where else have I lived? I probably have lived in 30 different cities and, and I've traveled cool. through at least 40, 40 states. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, people get, asked me if I was in the military. I said, <laughs> I said I probably should have been, but I had more fun than being in the military. <laughs> I just like to move. Right, right. I love to move. I love to start, start over. 
Yeah. And each time yeah. I started awesome. over, I was really reinventing myself again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can because you're nobody knows you. So you can kind of begin. That anew. was wonderful. Yeah. I still stay in touch with yeah. all the people I've met throughout the years. Oh, I've lived in California. How can I forget? I lived in right. Right. San, San Diego. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. So tell us about some of the courses you taught. Okay. So I my focus is on aging gracefully from the inside out. That's like mm-hmm. my primary uh, mm-hmm. umbrella. And under that mm-hmm. umbrella, I teach classes on age proof your brain. I don't like to talk about Alzheimer's or dementia because mm-hmm. I don't want to put anything negative into the space. I want mm-hmm. people to learn how to prevent your brain from deteriorating. So I have a course on that. I teach Great. a course on healthy skin care using foods from the kitchen, which is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I teach a course uh, called Laughter is the Best Medicine, which is always fun. Because then I get a chance to dress up and look like a, a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I get people very shocked because I teach at a university. So I walk in there, they don't expect the professor to look like that. So <laughs> it's always fun. And I, I really always try to bring fun and play into everything that I do. So I also teach classes on how to cook healthy food, how to shop, how to read labels. I take people on trips to the supermarket and to the health food store. I teach them Mm -hmm. what the secret words are. Like for MSG, you look for natural flavors. For Mm -hmm. There's so many different names for sugar. People don't know that, so I teach that. So they, they, they hide, they, they hide the ingredients under other names. I talk mean, about yeah, the FDA yeah. and how they're really not our friends, how they mm-hmm. are made up of chairman, chair people of the board on many big corporations. That's who is on the FDA board. So uh, To encourage people to buy their brand of whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So we're never getting right. an objective decision from the FDA. You don't want to trust them uh, at all. Yeah. Tricky. Really tricky. Tell us about the special Zumba classes you teach. Okay. So it was about, let me think, uh, 19, oh, 2005, I became licensed as a Zumba instructor from the man who brought Zumba into the United States. That's name is Beto Perez. And I was very fortunate that he licensed me and I took classes with him every week. And so Mm -hmm. I became one of the very few Zumba instructors in the world because we were only in South Florida. And so I actually was designated as the the oldest Zumba instructor in the world at one time. And then as time went on, more and more and more people became licensed. And so they probably have thousands of instructors all over the world now. And they're, they're much mm-hmm. better than I am. They're younger. They're, many of them are from Latin countries. They've been dancing like this all their lives. And I'm, you know, I'm just uh-huh. a regular Jewish girl <laughs> that just happens <laughs> to love Latin music. So uh-huh. I decided to focus on the senior population of people 55 and older and people who have some physical challenges. 
So I created uh-huh. a a chair Zumba where people can sit or stand, and if they decide to stand, they could stand behind their chair and hold on to the chair if they need it for balance. And I've taught in adult daycares. I've taught in Alzheimer's facilities. I've taught in independent living facilities, um, assisted living. And people who were unresponsive to their environment suddenly became alive. I mean, the, the music is so oh, awesome. Beautiful. And so mm-hmm. I incorporate not only Latin music, but I incorporate music from all over the world. So today, today when nice. I taught a class, we danced dances from music from Israel. We danced music from Greece. And I I just oh, nice. create the steps to fit the music. Beautiful, beautiful. So the books you have, your, uh, tell me the name of your books it's again. It's the Goddess Road Trip Manual, which right. is the, the book that I wrote right. when I mm-hmm. started doing my cross-country trips by myself to face my fears. Right. And people kept asking me questions like, how did you do this? Or how can I do that? And what happened when you didn't make a reservation for the hotel and you got there and there were no rooms left. And so I decided to do a how-to right. manual for people, mostly women, right. who wanted to take short or long road trips right. to prevent some of the challenges that I face. Like, for example, you okay. don't want to drive behind. No, you don't want to drive in front of an 18-wheeler ever, ever, ever because it takes five football fields for them to stop short. Mm. If somebody cuts them off and you're in front of them, it's not a good idea. They can't right. stop. They right. cannot stop. So those are the kind of tips right. that are in my book. And, the and how are they? Are they available? Um, can you tell our listeners how they can get sure. these books? The, if they're I just so wanted inclined? to mention that the other book, the companion mm-hmm. book. Right is called the Goddess Road Trip right. uh, Journal. So you could tr- track right. your trip along wherever you're going and have a wonderful memory. So Beautiful. they're available on, on Barnes and Nobles, on Amazon, and at lulu.com. Okay. And tell our listeners one more time so they can write it down, the, the names of your books that the are Goddess available. Goddess Road Trip Manual. And the okay. other is the Goddess Road Trip Journal. And basically, it's a book to get you from where you are to where you want to be. So it's a very spiritual book. Not only do I give tips on how to get to your destination safely in your car, mm-hmm. you also get tips how to get to your spiritual destination safely. Great. Nice. Nice, nice. And I'm going to copy a technique from Tim Ferriss on his podcast. And he frequently asks his interviewees, if you could put any message on a billboard, what would you put for people to see? That's an interesting thought. Let's see. I think the philosophy that I live by is mm-hmm. go for it no matter what. Mm. All right. Really, because Sounds great. I used to think that my age was stopping me from doing things 
when I went mm-hmm. back to school to get my PhD, I was already in my 50s. And I kept thinking, mm-hmm. like, I'm too old to do that. I'll be the oldest one in the school. And what if I can't remember? Right. And what if I can't follow up? And what if this, what if that? And I did it anyway. And awesome. I got my PhD. I earned it, and I became a magna cum laude. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm happy to know Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we're, we're kind of drawing up toward the end here. So how can people reach you? What's the best way that you would like people to reach you if they want to reach out to learn they more? They could go on my Facebook page, which is Dr. Shelley on Healthy Living. Mm-hmm. They could go, they okay. could email me, drshelley614 at gmail.com. So it's D-R-S-H-E-L-L-I-E 614, no punctuation, and then at Gmail. Well, they could go okay. to my website. It's Shelly Braden. That's F like flower, R-A-D-D-I-N.com. Shelly Braden.com. Okay. Great. And that's Shelly with an I-E yes. at the right. end. Beautiful. Awesome. And uh, any, did you want them to be able to text you or is that good what you said? Whatever you like. Yeah, if, if they have a question, they can text me. If they want to explore okay. who I am, they could do those other avenues. But they can okay. also text me at 602-708-9018. And I usually get back to people within 24 hours. Awesome. Great. Shelly, thank you so much. This has been a real trip, <laughs> not to not to use a play on words from our talk about traveling, but this has been awesome. And so thank you so much. I'm sure your our listeners are, are loving it. And uh, so I just want to say to my to the listeners, my message is to stay to stay connected, subscribe to my podcast, live well long on iTunes or as well as Google Play. If you want to reach me, you can reach me through my website, livewelllong.com. Or Alex at livingwellandlong.com. It's been great. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, this is Alexandra Van Horn from Live Well Long and our wonderful guest, Dr. Shelley Thank Fritz. you so much. Have an awesome Thank day. You. <laughs> Thank Until you. Bye bye.